Hey, and welcome back to Do More, a podcast focused on just one thing, inspiring you to get outside and make more stories. My name is Will, one of the team at Stubble & Co, and today we are joined by Aaron Rolfe. From exploring the high-altitude playground on his doorstep in Chamonix, to bikepacking here, there and everywhere, to his recent trip to Slovenia, where he put our all-new adventure bag to the test. I got to sit down for a quick chat with Aaron and find out what life as an adventurer is really like. Enjoy. Aaron Rolf, thank you so much for coming on to the Do More podcast. Now, for those who haven't stumbled across your story yet, you're an adventurer, photographer, cyclist, skier, mountaineer, endurance athlete, and founder of the British Adventure Collective. It's insane. Where did you get your addiction to the great outdoors from? That's a yeah, good question. I mean, I think I had no choice, if I'm honest. Um, I grew up in the Lake District in Cumbria. Um, and my, yeah, I mean, I was dragged into the hills from a really young age, probably. I think I did my first like big peaks age three or four. So oh, was really no choice in the in the matter. So were your parents like big on the outdoors as well then? Quite big, yeah. I mean, they're big hikers, nothing, nothing too extreme. Um, so, I mean, the Lake District is a pretty fantastic playground as UK spaces go. So I was really lucky to grow up there. And yeah, obviously maybe when other kids were going out and uh, they're misbehaving and Going out drinking, there probably wasn't that many options to do that. So. <laughs> you have to go to Newcastle if you want a decent night out. From- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you kind of just went from doing that and then just rolling it into bigger and bigger things. And, and the business is the British Adventure Collective. Correct. Tell us a bit about that. What? How did you start it? What is it? Yeah, so, so I started it with some friends. Um, and we just basically, I, th- I guess, again, growing up in Cumbria, it always amazed me how many people hadn't seen either Scotland or some of these incredible wild spaces the UK has to offer. And the idea was, yeah, just to try and champion those and make people realise that there's actually really cool places they can go to on their own island without having to go on a holiday or travel far. Yeah, we, we recently did a stubble trip to Snowdon. And I mean, I live in North Norfolk. I live on something called Mount Pleasant. And I'm telling you right now, it is not a mount. It's false um, advertising. <laughs> exactly. But it's pleasant, though. But it's pleasant. It's very pleasant. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it took about seven hours for me to get across to Snowdon. So it was a trek. But one of the like the best three days I've had in so long, just to actually switch off and be with like this group of people and climb something so incredible. And it's so worth doing. Yeah. Like it's so, uh, Scotland is the, the other one I, I did a lot as a kid, but haven't done as an adult really at all. And always say, I'm going to do this, but never actually get to. So is that, would you take people like me and, and show, the, show them the ropes in that sense? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what I tend to do isn't really guided trips that much, but we do offer like experiences and we're trying to build on that a bit more. But I mean, to be honest, you know, just jump on a train, go. Because the ultimate adventure is you just um, getting stuck in yourself as well. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's easy to um, to spend a long time not getting around to it in Scotland. But the f- moment you have a weekend, a big weekend up there, you'll be hooked. Oh, I need to do it. Um, you recently did The Great Escape. Mm-hmm. That, so you showcase the best of British adventure, basically, through a 2,700 kilometre bike packing, would you call it? Yeah, yeah um, that's right. Yeah, bike packing trip. And you started in the Scilly Isles, yeah. all the way up to, to John O'Groats. Yeah, we actually went to the Shetlands as well, so we carried on beyond John O'Groats. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so the kind of how the concept came up is we wanted to create a film that 
yeah, showed, you know, all of these cool spots you can visit all in one trip. So, yeah, we set off and did 10 activities along the way. So different uh, things like paddleboarding or kayaking. Actually went skiing in June as well. No way. In Scotland, yeah. What else did we do? I slept in a, a portal edge tent off the side of a cliff. Oh my God, is that the first time you've done it? Yeah, it was really cool. Was it? I, we I interviewed someone else on this podcast and, and that's what she did, essentially, was just sleep. She was an extreme sleeper. And um, yeah, it sounds incredible. That's amazing. Where did she, where, where did she, where she slept? Um, Gaping Gill was one that stood out. I mean, suspended from that seemed um, pretty incredible. She did, she did it off buildings and all sorts. It was just her thing. It was actually one of the best night's sleep I've had as well. I don't know how or why, but... What's the hairiest bit? Um, I guess just getting to it, and it move, they move quite a lot. You know, it's suspended to some extent, so they do move. There's like um, a Himalayan-style bridge, like a wire bridge, which is suspended from, so we walk across that, and then uh, the tent's just dangling below. But yeah, and you're sleeping in your harness, obviously, which is quite weird at first, but you get used to it. That's unbelievable. And then the paddleboarding, where was that? That was in Windermere. That was also in Cumbria. Yeah, the longest um, lake in England was the kind of idea. And then, yeah, we went skiing in Nevis. So, I mean, where most people, I guess, would take the shortest route when doing this, you seem to have zigzagged. Yeah, <laughs> very much zigzagged. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I guess I had an idea of what I wanted to, where I wanted to go through. And it just seems silly to, to do, you know, there's so many people do the Lands Enter John O'Groats. So it's a bit of a, I guess it's a rite of passage for, you know, adventurous people to have a go at. And I'd never done it. So I thought, well, I'll go tick it off. You know, can't resist a, a challenge. Yeah. So yeah, it soon uh, escalated from a, a shorter trip to a lot longer one. But I mean, that was great. I spent three and a half weeks um, in total on the road wow. in two separate trips because I had an, an injury. Oh no, what happened? <laughs> downhill mountain biking in wales and i severed my colon no yes it wasn't great that's the only injury i've ever had over all the years but i, I went it went in big big oh <laughs> yeah. how did that happen so i was mountain biking went over a big jump came up a tiny bit short it was a, an overly big jump i shouldn't have been on there um <laughs> as it turned out yeah and then came up short and the sa- it was actually the saddle went into my stomach no um, and it was, yeah, blunt trauma from the saddle. So the, the weirdest bit about it all was there was barely a graze on my skin, almost completely unscathed, but my colon was completely cut in half. Oh, my God. Um, the surgeon was like, it was so impressive how clean the cut was. <laughs> you know, so he was. He was quite proud, I think. <laughs> but it was good surgery. He said it was really easy to put it back together and neat, and actually it was quite a good recovery. So That's mad. What was the... I mean, apart from that, what was like the most standout moment of that trip? Yeah, it wasn't that was not the standout <laughs> moment. <laughs> I could say that. Um, yeah, so there's a, a peak in the north of Scotland called Sullivan. Um, it's just this kind of towering bell peak, which is just sits right next to the sea. Um, and we just got amazing conditions. It had been pretty some really tough rain, really cold every day, and just gradually got better and better as we went north through Scotland, which is unheard of. Um, and yeah we we all i took the, the film guys up we camped on the top of it then you look out to see and you just it just feels amazing it's it's very nordic feeling um it's a pretty special place did you have any challenging conditions while you're doing this trip yeah we did i mean it was actually really brutal it's like a 
tail end of a storm type of weather for the right. I think about five days when I first restarted. Um, it was pretty brutal, but you just cycling, you just get your head down and and crack on, and then get in the cafes as often as you can and warm up and get a cup of tea and some food. Have you done bike trekking in other places as well? Yeah, bits. Yeah, I've always been quite into my bike packing. It's it's a really nice feeling. You push off, you know, on your bike. You're very self sufficient. You have everything you need on your bike. Um, and yeah, just exploring. It's it's a pretty cool feeling. Um, but I mean, and and exploring a place by bike internationally feels quite special as well because you find people just interested in what you're doing, what you're up to. Yeah, yeah. Which which places have you done over overseas? Um, so one trip. We did it was to cycle through 15 countries in a week. Okay, run us through it. Yeah, so we started in Poland and then more or less straight down, but zigzagging. So then we went through, oh God, I have to get a map up and check. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Czech Republic, Hungary, um, what did we do, Poland. Basically, then we ended in Greece. So then if you think of all of those countries, like um, Macedonia, Kosovo, Serbia, um, popped into Albania for, <laughs> for a brief moment. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a crazy week. The difference of those countries going from Poland to Greece is pretty mad. Amazing. And um, you've recently been to Slovenia, right? Mm-hmm. We were there basically four days, with three days, four nights. What what took you there? So we, we wanted to test out the new adventure bag. Um, so we I just basically decided. I mean, the thing with the adventure bag is it's designed to be adventurous and you know go into the rough. But it's also something you want to use for just everyday weekend type of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so Slovenia is somewhere I've always wanted to go. And it just has this great mix of landscape. I just thought it's got mountains, it's got cities, it's got, it's got everything, really. That's amazing. How, how many of you went? Uh, there's three of us in total. So it's Jess, um, who's a, another of my adventure buddies. I do a lot with um, Jess. She lives in Chamonix as well. And then there's a guy I had met um on a running event in Sri Lanka and we just got on it was a bit of a it's a risk because I didn't really know him that well um but just decided to hey come along and he seemed keen um and he was such a legend he's really up for it great attitude um guy called Lewis Robling um and he's yeah he's brilliant he's just he's just such a good attitude you know with these adventures you need someone who's just up for anything and always has that enthusiasm smile on the face yeah yeah. it's exactly that so um, so when you were in Slovenia, what what route did you take? So we decided to do a complete traverse. I love a um, a point to point journey. So we, we started off in the west, in the high mountains, basically around Triglav National Park, and then we went all the way over to the to the east. So across the the side, the whole country really. Um, and the yeah, the variety of landscapes, it's, it was super cool because when we started, it was really rugged mountain terrain, you know, very rocky and dry and and kind of felt very serious. And then where the trip finished, you know, we were in vineyards that were rich and it would went wine tasting and it was it was like a completely different world. Yeah. Um, and then we popped into some cities and, and soaked up a bit of culture on the way as well. Amazing. Did you manage to get any like activities in along the way or was it? Yeah, which we did. We climbed a big peak. Um, again, we managed to stay in like a bivouac, which is sort of a refuge, like small refuge, um, which Slovenia has some of the best in the world, I think, of um, accommodation in the mountains. They're amazing. There's loads of just really small ones you could have to yourself um, and they're free. So, And do you have to take, like, what sort of supplies do you have to take with you when you're in there? 
Yeah, so you take a stove, so, and they're pretty small these days, and quite cheap as well. You can probably get a stove for 40 quid or something. Um, and then you've got to decide what to eat. So you can either do dry food, which is like proper organized meals where they're designed to have, you put water in them. It's really convenient, um, but they're not the tastiest. They're okay. But you're more of a, a food as fuel kind of guy. Food as fuel, unless I'm, yeah, when I'm in adventure zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like a nice not, dinner for sure. Not, but, not when you're at home. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, just eating dry, dry food. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Were there any seriously standout moments? Yeah, I think the, we we summited this peak, which is Scooter Peak. It's like two two and a half thousand meters, um, and it's just the sunrise from the top of that. We got up, I dragged everyone up early early doors. The photographer always chasing the golden light. <laughs> I think we woke up at you know half three or something to to start this climb. But yeah, we nailed the timing because we just got onto the summit ridge and the sun just popped. Um, above the horizon and the light was just insane and you could just see i think i can't remember how many peaks in slovenia but there's it's like 350 peaks that are over 2000 meters so you could just see peak after peak after peak at every direction it was yeah it was pretty special oh my god um what's next then in the in the wild world of aaron um i'm actually doing a swimming project which is uh, I'm not a big swimmer, so this, <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Um, basically, I love open water swimming and cold water swimming, you know, and I say more probably leaning towards dips rather than swim. Yeah. Um, but I've always found it's really, it just resets your body, your mind, you feel amazing. So we decided we're going to do a swim every single day for the middle of autumn for 30 days. So in Chamonix, which is going to be cold. <laughs> Chamonix as yeah. well. Yeah, so 15th, I think we start on the 15th of October and we're going to swim in a different place every single day for a full month. Um, so which should, should be fun. And I, I think it's at a time where the temperatures are changing, obviously it's moving towards winter, but I think starting and then staying with it, we should be able to get used to it. Because once you do it, initially you get this obviously huge shock, and but you get accustomed to it. You do start getting better at it, you get more relaxed and enjoy it more. So yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun have you, have you tried like, the ice baths and things like that because they've become so popular haven't they yeah i find for me it's all about the scenery you know where you are i'm happy to do really cold temperatures but i definitely i've I've got a mate who sits in a in a dustbin of ice i'm like why what's the point (laughs) i sat in a bin i don't get it um yeah i I can see where you're coming from now like the the landscape and the views are are the the benefit of doing this yeah so and that's the reason you know it takes you up there you get this five minute, 10 minute hit of adrenaline and all the rest of it. But really it's about the journey to get there, isn't it? As cliche as that might sound. So yeah, sat in a bin doesn't quite hit the spot. <laughs> um, ready for some quick fire questions? Hit me. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise because the air is clearer. You can get nicer images. Gotcha. Is that right? I think so. I don't know if that's science. I think it is. Because <laughs> yeah, I think in the day you sort of get a buildup of haze and water vapour. Whereas in the morning, you get actually cleaner as you can see a bit clearer and sharper. Amazing. Um, Favourite country for food? For food, uh, Italy. Not very exciting, but I just love Italian food. Uh, Favourite city to explore? Budapest. Amazing. Why? It's just amazing. It's just, it's so culturally diverse. It's really international. It's cheap. It's fun. Okay, Budapest on the list. Yeah. Um, what is at the top of your bucket list? <laughs> Skiing Everest. Is that a bit? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Aim high, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, what three items will you not travel without? Camera, obviously. Um, good coffee. Uh, essential. Yeah. A third item. Uh, probably a cap. Okay. It's so versatile. Or a buff. I'm really into having a neck. You can keep yourself warm when it's cold or keep yourself out of the sun. Good Pretty, tip. Yeah. Good tip. Uh, and last one. Best place for a totally unplanned adventure? Totally unplanned. I'm going to be biased and say the Lake District. Oh, good shout. Good shout. <laughs> um, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. It's been such a pleasure to chat to you. Um, so much. you definitely inspire so many people with, with what you do. I've seen your Instagram and it is just get out there and live. And that couldn't be a better message to people, I don't think. Thanks so much. That's very kind. It's been really fun to chat. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode with Aaron talking all things adventure, travel and exploring the wilderness. If you enjoyed it, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review as it really does make a big difference in helping us spread the word and getting our podcast into more ears. And don't forget to subscribe as we've got some incredible guests coming up. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can find us on Instagram at Stubblingco. See you next time.